What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. My name is Gore Arielli. And I'm Jacob Shanker. Welcome to the second episode of the Brothers Podcast. We got a lot in store for you today, as I'm with my boy. And let's get right into it. Yeah, let's go. So last Thursday? When, yeah, last Thursday, NBA draft. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happened. I'm not going to lie. I expected more trades to happen but we'll get into all the trades and stuff later on into the episode but let's talk about the draft itself which few teams do you think were the biggest winners of this draft i mean obviously i think that the pistons have definitely got themselves a future star like i think kid cunningham was obviously the best uh the best prospect in this draft i think he has the highest ceiling um I really, I really hope that uh, he does pan out as people say he, he's going to um, because he does look like a very interesting prospect. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think that also um, the Rockets, the Rockets got a really good player in uh, Jalen Green. I think he's, a, he's an absolute baller. I watched some of his highlights. I think he's a great player. Yeah, uh, I think both those teams had, were some of the best in the draft, both the Pistons and the Rockets. And yeah, Jalen Green, I mean, he going straight from high school to the G League is not an easy thing. And he was able to do it successfully. And now he, he was the number two pick in the draft. Uh, the other team that I would say is the Warriors, because they were able to get Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody, both a lot yeah. of picks. And they were very lucky for it, because this is something that, they needed especially more on the big man side so they're going to be able to get a good big strong big man in Jonathan Kuminga and I think it's a great pick for them yeah I mean I, de- I definitely agree with you I think the the Warriors honestly I think the Warriors are long overdue for a rebuild I feel like their whole dynasty is sort of coming to an end with you know Steph getting older and Draymond just not being as good as he was two years ago and with Durant leaving and Clay obviously having all of these injury problems. I think the Warriors are long overdue for a rebuild. And I think that drafting these two players who, who do have bright futures, um, I, think it's a, I think it's a great way for them to start their rebuild. Yeah, I agree. I think the Warriors right now are really just riding on the back of the greatest shooter of all time, Stephen Curry, right? He mm-hmm. obviously, he's not showing any signs of slowing down right now as he put up an MVP caliber season, but eventually he will slow down. And once he, they get to the point where he's not going to be able to play as efficiently, they're going to struggle if they don't figure it out now, which is what you were saying. And I think this, these two picks in the draft are definitely going to help them as well as if they can acquire some good players in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as there was a lot of great teams, I feel like I, let me rephrase. Majority of the teams in this draft drafted well overall, but there were some teams that just didn't, were not as strong. And what are some of those teams you would say? I mean, I think that the Cavs, and it might be a little controversial because I have been seeing around social media that they think it's a good pick, but I think the Cavs drafting Evan Mosley was maybe not the best idea because they already have a young good big man in Jared Allen. And I think that they could have used that pick somewhere else. 
Well, yeah, but I, they can also put him at the four or even put Jared Allen at the four. And the other thing is, which they're just trying to keep Evan Mobley to make sure that he's a guarantee, right? Jared Allen's not a guarantee. He's a free agent. He may leave the Cavs, right? So they can start both of them if they wanted to. And Evan Mobley, I think it was a good pick. I think Evan Mobley's a fantastic player, and I think it's well-deserved. I agree with you that he's a good player. He's a really good player. But at the same time, like, you look at the Cavs roster, and I don't think that their most – that their biggest need is another big man. I think that – I mean, they do have Kevin Love, who, uh, to be honest, isn't as good as they'd hoped he'd be. But they still have Kevin Love, who is capable of playing – and I think that drafting Evan Mobley is, was the wrong decision for them. I, I definitely feel like they could have drafted a guard or, or a small forward, someone who can shoot the ball. Small forward, maybe, but they, I don't think they need a guard. I think Darius Garland and Colin Sexton are very good players, even if they want, even if the Cavs are thinking about trading Colin Sexton, which I don't think they should. I think both of them are great players. And, I mean, if they didn't draft Evan Mobley, who should they have drafted? I think that instead of drafting Evan Mobley and going for another big man that I honestly don't really think that they need, that they could have drafted a guy like Scotty Barnes. I mean, you look at what he's done for Florida State this season, and, I mean, this guy at power forward being 6'9", you don't really see people like him facilitating the game as much as he was. That's true, but, I mean, I just think that Evan Mobley is just so good of a player that they just could not pass up on the opportunity to draft a guy like him. And like I was saying before, it's the whole idea of being able to make sure that the Cavs have security within that center position. Whether or not Jared Allen is going to stay on the Cavs after the offseason, they're going to have a good center. And even if they get Jared Allen, they can move one of them to the four. Or even if they have Evan Mobley come off the bench, which would not be bad. He would still play great, no matter what. I think that if you're drafting a player in the top three picks of the draft, that this guy should be a starter for your team. Like, I don't think that you should draft a player as – like when you have one of the top three picks, I don't think that you should draft the player and say, okay, worst case scenario, we're going to play him on the bench. Yeah. I think if you draft, draft a top three player, you hope that you get a player that fits your system and a player that you can start from day one. And <clears throat> well, I, I think, think, I think if it's a win now team that, that yes, you want that. Like if it's a team, like let's say the Warriors, you need a guy that can start from day one, that you can start that, will help you from day one in the league because so many of the Warriors players are getting older or they're just not as good in in general and they need guys to help them to push them through the playoffs. But if they have, but if it's teams like the Cavs or the Pistons or the Rockets where they're not win now teams, they're still in rebuilding mode, right? They still have a, a few years, I would say, until they could make the playoffs or at least they have like a lot of, a lot to do until they can make the playoffs. So it's really, so the Cavs really just need to be able to keep him healthy and help make sure that he can get better. And so they can elevate his game. Cause that's all the Cavs have to do right now because they're not a playoff team. 
I mean, I definitely agree with you that they're not a playoff team right now, and they probably won't be for the next five years unless LeBron comes back to the Cavs. Yeah. Um, but Jared Allen is not an old player. Like, Jared Allen is, is young. He's good. I think that drafting Evan Mobley may be a good idea if Jared Allen was a certainty to leave, but you don't know if he's going to leave or going to stay. And there's also many other centers who are capable of playing. I think drafting a player who fits your needs better is, is obviously a better idea instead of drafting someone for security. Cause it's not like they draft. It's not like they were the Lakers who, who drafted a, a, a player instead of LeBron because they didn't know if LeBron was going to leave where they have good players around LeBron. I mean, <clears throat> making comparisons to that is very different, but yeah. I mean, I, I see what you mean with, with, with that whole thing, but just my idea is that they can still utilize Evan Mobley because he's undoubtedly a top. I mean, all three guys that were drafted in the top three, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley, they're undoubtedly the top three players that were in this draft, mm-hmm. right? And it's so hard to pass up on any one of them if – you have them in the top if you're one of those top three teams which all of them got drafted in the top three as it should have been so it's just very difficult for to do that but uh let's go on to the final topic of the episode obviously one of the biggest things that's been talked about in the nba the russell westbrook trade so for with the obviously the la lakers the lakers got russ and the wizards got kyle kuzma Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Montrez Harrell, and the pick in their draft. Who won this trade? In my opinion, the Wizards. I think, as I've said before, Russ isn't going to be as good or efficient on the Lakers as he was on the Wizards and as he was on the Thunder mm-hmm. without KD. Because you saw when KD was there, Russ was second fiddle, right? But here, he's going to be the third option, okay? There's above him, there's LeBron, and there's Anthony Davis. I don't think that Russ is going to play as well as he did these past five years uh, on the Lakers because of the fact that he's not going to have the ball in his hands. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Wizards getting uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in a pick I think that's a definite win for the Wizards, who honestly are looking to rebuild. So getting rid of Russ first, he has an enormous salary. Yeah. Second, he is getting older. And third, I don't think because of the fact that he's a selfish player, I don't think that they would need him on his team, on their team. Yeah. I mean, I do agree with the fact that I think it's it's going to be very hard for Russ to adjust with this new Lakers team and being the third option and he probably will not be as well and plus sorry he probably won't play as well and I I, I think it's that the Lakers could have gotten a better player I mean we knew we had a feeling that Russ was going to get traded to the Lakers as there's been talks for days before the draft but I didn't really expect it to happen and because I I just see they, they could have had better options at the point guard position that would help the team better. Not of the fact that Russ is, I still think Russ is a great player, but 
he's not as efficient and he's not, he, I don't think he meshes as well with the team, but I'm not ruling out the fact that the team can still succeed. I mean, obviously he is still Russell Westbrook. He is still an, an amazing player. Right. And then you also have LeBron. Like you can't forget this guy. He he's been, he's what, 18 years in the league. He's been, he's been, he's been LeBron. Like, there's no other way to put it. He's been LeBron. And then on top of that, you also have Anthony Davis, who on his day is uh, arguably the best big man in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Russ can adjust to this because we've seen how he can try to adjust to being the second option. But now for the first time in his career, he's going to be the third option. And it's something mm-hmm. that he's never experienced before. And also being with two of the top 10 players in the league which is something that's going to be very interesting and now there's there's also the talks of even the Lakers getting more players such as DeMar DeRozan, Melo, Rudy Gay so I mean I think that if the Lakers were to get a player like DeMar DeRozan I think that it would be too much it's gonna be a lot because then you either have Russ playing the fourth option or DeMar DeRozan playing the fourth option. And yep. neither of those players, I think, I think both of their egos is way too high for them to want to be the fourth option. Not so much DeMar DeRozan. Yes, Russ. Not so much DeMar DeRozan. He's a, he's a more conservative player. And, I mean, he even, he, even still now he wants to play for the Lakers. I think that if the fact that he still wants to play for the Lakers, it's more of a the better sign because it shows that well, he he had he'll he's open to being the fourth option, the third option, whatever he plays, right? I mean, I I, I guess Demar Derozan is a, a more conservative player, but I think that people are expecting this to be either a team like NBA Two K or a team like the Warriors with the with their big five, with their five all-stars. And what the Warriors had, it was rare. Like, you don't see a uh, a starting lineup of five all-stars play as well as that team did and uh, mesh together as well as that team did. So I think if if DeMar DeRozan or um, any other top player were to join the Lakers, I think it would be interesting But at the same time, in my opinion, it would be too much. That's it for today's episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in to the next episode. See you guys next time.